Welcome, everyone. Today we have for you another short bonus show. Amanda is joining me. Hey there. We're making this available to everyone just to check in with us and and to let you know what's coming in the feed. We're going to have a little discussion, but this is also doubling as sort of an intro to the rerun that I'm posting this week on Modern Monetary Theory. It's a show from last year, which shed some light on what powers the government has to spend money and why we should not be afraid of that. And in a time like this, this is particularly the moment when the government needs to be spending money more than it has already promised to. And the debate over how we save ourselves from a pandemic should in no way be hampered by a fear of an inability to spend money. So for the entire explanation on that, I recommend che- checking out the Modern Monetary Theory rerun episode posting in the show this week. Also, uh, for our conversation, um, we-, we wanted to talk about the mentally taxing nature of living through a pandemic. Yeah. It's, uh, it- it's, I mean, honestly, so I, I mean, I've-, I've been listening to as much content or more as, as I ever do. And I have been surprised at how little this is being addressed. There, there are coping mechanisms and time fillers and what can you do with your family and what Talking can you do with your kids? Mental health a little bit, but mental health. And you know, how do you maintain a relationship with a significant other <laughs> who you usually spend nine hours away from every day? And now you're in the same place all day. Like they're all perfectly valid conversations, but, but the, the fact that we are living through a pandemic is mentally taxing in a way that I think needs to be addressed more. And, and we just need to have that be an everyday part of the conversation to acknowledge how much of our brain space is being taken up by this. Yeah, we kind of need to cut people a little bit of slack. Because like, you went from, you know, going to your job to maybe still going to your job, but now it's super, super risky to go to your job. Or you have come home to to do your job at home, but now you maybe have kids running around and you got to make three meals a day and you're, you know, you might have a partner or you might not, maybe you're doing it all on your own. I mean, that's, that's a dramatic shift in just your daily life. And it takes tons of mental energy. Yeah. Just on that note, I I was thinking about our own, I was going to talk more later about changes we have made on the back end of the show here to accommodate this new uh, situation. But one of the more significant changes for me was was that uh, Joel, the uh, production assistant, and I, who sort of split tasks for prep work for the show, we actually changed some of what we do specifically to reduce task switching mm-hmm. because – Maybe in normal times, it would make sense. Okay, you do all of this and I'll do all of the other. But now we've divided it so that everything he does is one type of task and everything I do is another type of task. And, you know, maybe that wouldn't have made sense before, but it does now because it's really important. Like I I was feeling the strain of task switching and I just like didn't have the mental energy to, to keep going back and forth between two different kinds of work yeah and so i I mean mean, i've just noticed like if i'm interrupted at all doing something now it takes me 
hours to get back to what I was doing, sometimes days, <laughs> depending on what it is. And that's really crazy because I, you know, not that inter interruptions are bad in general, but it's just the the ability to reset is extremely difficult now. Yeah. So there's, what there has been lots of talk about is the fact that not everyone, but many of us who have been sent home or are now at home have all this free time. There's a lot of talk about how to spend your mm -hmm. free time, what to do with your free time, keep yourself from being bored. And then the conversation that often happens shortly after that is, I thought I was going to have all this free time to do stuff, but I'm not doing that stuff. Yeah, there's so, a lot of jokes about that as well. But and and so you know you can take it in a few different ways, but but some people are then concluding, oh, I guess it wasn't the lack of free time. It's really just me. Like I don't have the motivation. I'm the problem, right. and that's why I think the mental taxation we are all experiencing needs to be part of the conversation so, yeah. so people can know like no it, it i thought i needed a nap and i really did <laughs> because my brain's exhausted <laughs> yeah it wasn't just being lazy <laughs> you but, actually needed it yeah i i thought that i was gonna try to learn a new language right now and couldn't like no I know. maybe try it if it works out for you great but like if you can't take on new things right now, yeah, don't beat yourself up about it. It's really that is, it is perfectly, perfectly normal. And uh, so, so just speaking about the energy that goes into just like a low level hum of always thinking about this, whether yeah. consciously or subconsciously, we are always thinking about oh, this. Yeah. And so would you say being around me all the time, would you say that I'm an anxious person generally or, no, you're, I mean, it, dep it depends how you describe anxious, but like, no, you're not like wound up or like, you know, um, stressed out all the time. I and mean, sometimes you're stressed out, but yeah, no, it's not a, not a regular yeah, state. I, and, and, and I, you know, I, I think of myself the same way, which, which makes it that when I go through a period of anxiety, it's really noticeable and strange. Mm -hmm. So just a quick story that I think is very much connected to what we're all living through is just today, the day was perfectly normal. Nothing was going wrong. I, you know, part of my mind was thinking about preparing for this conversation and, you know, having a little bonus show today. Part was thinking about the stuff I was listening to, the research that I'm doing for an upcoming episode on the economics of the pandemic. But then the neighbor's washing machine clicked over into spin mode mm -hmm. in a way that, you know, it's like a little off center. And so it was making the building rattle. Mm -hmm. And my brain did something that I don't know I've ever felt it do, especially with that kind of stimulus. Like I could be annoyed by noise like that, but my anxiety went up, it spiked in such a way that I literally cannot remember that happening ever. Yeah. And I got very flustered and very angry mm -hmm. all over nothing that would usually make me feel that way. And so just knowing and acknowledging that this background effect of the circumstances is of course related 
to something like yeah, that. Absolutely. That that wouldn't normally be. The only, the only time you'd be angry about that is if you were trying to record and it was messing up your recording. <laughs> exactly. But the, that was definitely a different situation. Yeah. It, so, so yeah, I mean, I just wanted to share that as like one little example if but anyone you, can relate to it. Yeah. And you did a really good job of recognizing it. And that, again, points to why this conversation is so important so that you don't beat yourself up and like you know, start thinking like, what's wrong with me? I'm, you know, I'm losing it. Or like, I'm, why am I so angry all the time? Or why am I not able to focus? Like all of these things could definitely be related to the fact that we're all going through a joint traumatic experience, which is also what we wanted to talk about for a moment here. Um, it's hard to imagine sitting at home as a traumatic experience. <laughs> I know that a lot of people may feel like that's an over the top assessment, well, but well, yeah, because the comparisons are made like, Oh, you know, your, your grandparents had to live through the blitz right. and now you have to sit right. at home and watch Netflix yeah. and like, okay, but now we understand what PTSD is and they didn't yeah. then. And we have a very different understanding of how people's mental health affects yeah. their, their actual health, their, you know, physical health. Yeah. Uh, and this is just, this is a modern world equivalent in some way, you know, um, obviously it's not exactly the same, but it, it is very, it's similar in some way. Everyone's afraid of getting sick. Everyone's afraid of their loved ones getting sick. Everyone's afraid of their family, immediate family getting sick. Um, we know people are dying. I mean, that, that is a stressful state to live in knowing that, you know, is our government doing enough or our leaders doing enough or our host, do our hospitals have what they need? All of that, even if you're not in the medical field, like I personally worry <laughs> about not only the people I know who are healthcare workers, but just in general, do they have what they do? These people have what they need. Are they at risk of infection themselves? You know, what the sacrifices they're making to, you know, stay on shifts forever and sleep away from their families. I mean, that all of that, even if it's not happening personally to you, reading about it, and experiencing it because your life has changed in some way all affects us on this other level. And so I saw this thing going around online this week, and I wanted to share it with everyone because I think this is a really good check-in with, uh, with where we are. So it, it was shared earlier in the week. It's called A Soft Reminder As We Enter a New Week. We, all of us, are currently going through a collective traumatic experience. Trauma is often thought of as too much too fast, which is exactly what's happening. Of course you're exhausted, of course you're afraid, of course you're overwhelmed, of course you're clinging to certainty in the midst of so much unknown. Of course you aren't as productive, feeling foggy, or wondering how you can possibly go through so many waves of emotions all in the same day. This all makes so much sense in the context of our circumstances. Be gentle with yourself, have compassion for your process, give yourself grace, you are good, no matter how you are managing this completely new experience. And um, that is attributed to um, someone, Lisa Oliveira, who I'm, I'm not familiar with, but the words are are well put, to say the least. And, and then just to compound on this, I mean, we are people who are very privileged to be able to be at home mm -hmm. in a time like this. And we're having all the ex the, these experiences, but it's always important to remember, and, and we'll go into a lot more detail in the the full episode on economics that's coming up about people who are still going to work. Yeah. They're either economically or otherwise driven to leave their homes on a daily basis mm -hmm. and go into the workforce. Yeah. And a lot of them are terrified. And, you know, I saw this article in the New York times about how the, you know, the subways in a lot of the city are pretty empty, but if you go to the Bronx 
where a lot of low income workers are, they, the, the trains are crowded. They're just, they're full. And they interviewed some people who were taking the risk of getting on the subway, their only way to get to work. And these are, you know, these are home healthcare workers. These are people who um, work on janitorial staffs at places that have to be open, medical institutions, et cetera. There are people who work for uh, companies like Instacart, which is about to go on strike. Um, all of these people are, you know, people who either don't have anything saved because they're just living right at the edge, paycheck to paycheck, um, or maybe they have a month of, you know, extra money to get them through. And that's about it. And so not only are they dealing with the stress and agony of the financial situation that they're finding themselves in, um, but they have to leave, they have to leave their home and go out and keep working. And, um, and many of them that they interviewed in this article were just saying, I, I am terrified every time I step into the train because I'm doing the best I can to take the right precautions, but I don't know if anyone else is. And, um, and I don't want to bring this home to my family or, or get sick myself because I'm the breadwinner or whatever. I mean, the stress level is, it's almost incomprehensible. And so talking about mental health is great, but we also just need to remember that everyone is suffering on some degree. And, you know, count your blessings if you're able to stay home and, and things are okay and you're financially secure. Yeah, like, remember that. Remember how amazing things are for you in these really dark times and do what you can to help others. Um, because there are people who, who cannot, who do not have those luxuries. And, and so then just to, uh, transition to the last thing I wanted to talk about today is, is like our, uh, situation with the show and and the the way work has been going with the show has been very surreal i mean everything in life is surreal this is no exception so it, it took me about a week to figure out how to move forward i was i was completely paralyzed for a week and just thought like oh my god how do i yeah <laughs> how do i deal with this i have no idea how to deal with this and the the paradigm that I've been working with for um, a little more than a year is that we choose our topics a week, a week and a half or so in advance, do research for for that intervening period, and then I do the final curation and, and publication within you know that that time frame, week, week and a half. But this story is um, first of all moving so fast that you couldn't possibly pl no. plan a week and a half in advance to yeah. know what you are going to want to talk about going forward. And it's also so big. I mean, that that's what a lot of people are struggling with, of right. course, is like, how do you even wrap your mind around something so big? Yeah, there's so many facets to, to the whole thing. Exactly. And, and so I've been, I've been like, my instinct is to be envious of, <laughs> of other podcasters who have been putting out content. And I'm just like, I'm in awe of them. Like, Oh my God, that's amazing <laughs> that they're, they're still publishing. And you know, how, how in the world is it that they're doing that? Um, but of course the, the answer is that this show is so dramatically different mm -hmm. from other podcasts or YouTube shows that, the nature of curation, I, I, I talked about this um, within the last several months, that I was doing this show for about eight or ten years before I realized the difference between 
aggregation and curation. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I should give myself more credit. Right. <laughs> Cur- curation turns out that's much harder than mm-hmm. aggregation. Mm-hmm. So so the, the nature of curation, what I am learning through being thrust into this scenario, is dependent on having a deep and broad understanding of the context in which all things are being discussed. Right. So over, t- you know, I've been doing the show for 15 years and I think I have a pretty good deep and broad understanding of regular politics. Yeah. So, <laughs> so all the normal shows, like I kind of understand the mechanisms and, and the, you know, the, the various aspects of it. And now everything is different. It and really it, is. It, it is dramatically different. It feels like some of the same conversations are happening, but as if we were on an alien planet. Yeah. It's it's like oh. all everything through the lens of the pandemic. Yeah. You cannot look at anything. Someone told me recently and I felt the same way, like when you get an email from a company and they don't mention it, you're just like, stop talking to me. <laughs> don't talk to me. Because <laughs> you like have to know that we're all looking at things through that lens now. And when someone shows that they aren't, you're like, what, what's going on? What's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> Are you not part of this? <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think, I think we got a pamphlet through our mail slot oh. that, that said like, get ready to open up for a summer. Yeah. I got real mad and I wrote a note and put it on our door. Said no pamphlets. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Unless you've printed a new run and oh. are going to be uh pandemic sensitive. Yeah, and don't slip your dirty mail through our slot. <laughs> I mean, there's that too. So, so, so um, I, I said it took me a week to to even wrap my mind around the possibility of you know how to go about things, and it took another I don't know how long you know uh, another week or two to to realize that we need to totally change the paradigm of how we research for this show. And the new paradigm is actually the very old paradigm, the one that I used for years and years before I realized I was being completely overwhelmed. And that is to, instead of trying to choose a subject and research for it, mm-hmm. the, the new paradigm is listen to everything. Yeah, this is just what you used to do. It's amazing. And you just have to cast- And that's a lot of work. Just just to remember there's a reason you switched right. <laughs> to the to the new method. Right. Yeah. So so I, I have Joel's help now. So we're right. we're double teaming the yes. entirety of all media content in the world. Right. Thank you, Joel. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah and and so I don't know how things are going to pan out, but you know we're, we're continuing this this pared down production schedule. We we are, are airing on the side of quality versus quantity. We're going to continue to check in with shows like this, but uh, yeah, our our research is is not just to try to keep up with things mm-hmm. by listening to everything and then building episodes around what's happening in as close to real time as possible. But also what I have been discovering literally just within the past couple of days is that this is the method by which I am rebuilding my understanding of the context in which we are living. Right. Because only by rebuilding my understanding of our context 
can I even feel confident that I'm doing a good job putting these shows together? So, so that's my project right now. It is a big one. Um, so we're putting out less work than usual. I am putting in a very similar amount of work as usual, but you know, I I'm, I'm trying to, you know, balance everything and keep in mind everything we talked about earlier about mental health and and not right. overextending you know and at some point you may be able you know you will be able to ramp up again but it is just a a reassessment period exactly yeah and, and we have no idea how long that'll be which right. is all i was saying about you know we're we're continuing with this schedule as it is for now and and we'll basically take things week by week mm-hmm so thanks, as always, to everyone who supports the show, either by donating or just by listening. I, I've been mentioning in the, the main shows, I, I produced an ad to say, you know, something along the lines of, you know, we're all expecting if if the economic crash hasn't hit you yet, expect for it to be on the way. We expect for it to be on the way as our paying members lose their jobs or go through financial hardship of any kind. We expect to be losing patrons. So huge thanks to those who have been signing up. And, and you know, if, if you can uh, be a patron now, that would be fantastic. But what I've also been stressing is that since more people are ordering online now more than ever, if you use our affiliate links, to shop, that can be a way yeah. to really, really support the show, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Yeah. So huge thanks to everyone who has been doing that. We really appreciate it and yes. and may very well depend on it in the coming weeks and yes, months. Yes, unfortunately, this is our this may be our second financial cliff of 2020. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, we, <clears throat> we we just went through one, and, uh, and and it didn't really get out of the woods on that. Not completely, was, no. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, this is. An interesting time for the show. So with that, please check out the Modern Monetary Theory rerun if you didn't already hear it or if you, you know, want a refresher on that so that you are armed with the information you need to argue for the most robust possible financial stimulus plan from Congress without arguments about debt and deficits getting in the way and derailing us from what we need to mitigate the suffering to the greatest degree possible. And uh, as I said, I've been working on a full produced episode on the economics of the pandemic, and that will be coming up later this week. As always, we would love to hear from you. You can call our voicemail line 202-999-3991, or you can email us directly. I'm at j at bestofleft.com. And I'm Amanda at bestofleft.com. Thanks for listening. Wash your hands. Stay awesome.